Today on The News and Why It Matters, both Obamas back in the news on the same day. Huh. What do you know? Also, Jeffrey Epstein, uh-oh, he's back in the news as well. Did he actually commit suicide? There's a doctor who uh, reviewed all of his file, his autopsy, who says he doesn't think that that happened. Got a lot to get into today. Starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by conservative commentator Grant Stinchfield. Thanks for being here. It's good to be back, Sarah. Uh, and Aaron Colon of TheBlaze.com. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here as well. Jason Howerton, social media guru of Blaze Media. Thanks title. Thanks. Yes, thanks for being here, guys. I feel the patriarchy in the room, and it's lovely, I love it. Uh, got a lot to get into, but first we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. So American Financing is your go-to if you, uh, you know, you're looking for a new house, maybe you just wanna refi right now because the interest rates are incredible and you wanna get it done before they start trickling back up again, which obviously is bound to happen because it always does. Uh, American Financing, they don't have commission-based employees who are just looking for the best kickback for them. They're like, hmm, what can I put these people in that will give me the greatest commission? That's not what you want. That's not the way to do business, and that's not what American Finance does. They use salary-based professionals who answer all your questions. They really are in it to help you get in the best solution for you and your family. Um, they actually came to Glenn before the 2008 crisis, and they said, we really want to do business with you. And Glenn said, I don't do business with any of you financial companies. I think you're all terrible. Whatever, come back to me after the crash. Well, they did. And they said, we're still great. We're still, we're still doing really well because we do things the right way way. You got to go to AmericanFinancing.net if you're looking for any sort of loan. They can take care of you. AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440, you know, if you use those cell phones for what their original purpose was, which I think none of us do. So AmericanFinancing.net. So Barack Obama uh, was at the Obama Foundation Summit in Chicago. I'm really glad that they have one of those, too, by we the way. Do. We really do. I, mean, I wish I was there. <laughs> do you? Uh, so he was speaking to the audience in Chicago, and shockingly, he came out uh, against this woke cancel culture. He derided uh, you know, the cancel culture on social media and also on college campuses pretty firmly. Here's what he had to say. You know, this, this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. I, you should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids. And, you know, share certain things with you. And, and, and I think that one danger I see among young people, particularly on college camps, is Malia and I talk about this. Yara goes to school with my daughter. Um, but I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. 
Amen. I mean, amen, but I'm shocked that that just came from a, a member he, of the Democratic Party. He actually has been very consistent on this issue as a politician, surprisingly enough. Given, given, I mean, I, I've heard him. I've heard him say some pretty nasty is, things about Donald Trump. This is the man that literally divided this country sure, by sure. using this whole culture war to divide this country. I wish he would have talked like that when he was president of the United States. No, no, I've no, never I, heard him, Jason. Talk I, like I've heard him on the on the cancel culture stuff. I've heard him uh, be pretty consistent. But 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 real quick, you're saying. But you're saying after he be, after he left office. Uh, even, even some towards the end, I would say it's more towards the end and when he was done with, with office, which you can understand given what, the way his party has gone. But I, I want to point one thing out about, about what's happening here. So um, this, what I, what, I, what, I, what I say is there's two battles going on for the country right now. There's the, the traditional conservative versus, you know, left versus right. I want my guns. You want to take my guns. I don't like abortion. You like abortion. There's a second battle going on too, which is for the general sanity of just the, the human being, like just basic decency and sanity. Um, and to me, this proves with, we're winning the, the battle for sanity against this crazy outrage, cancel culture. You have Obama, you have Ellen, you have all these people who, who are on the, you know, on, on the far you know, left of where, where I am and where other people are. And we're all on the same page to me. That says that, that that battle is being lost by that woke culture, and it's really awesome. I'm much more concerned with that battle right now than the, than the political battle that's, gonna, that's been going on and is, is going to continue to be going on. So thank God for, for Obama saying that. I think he deserves the credit, even if he is not president anymore. He doesn't have elections to worry about. Uh, because right, I think this is the most toxic part of our politics right now is, is the desire to destroy people and to, just because they disagree with you. Um, so, so kudos to Obama. Grant, are you as optimistic about America's sanity? Look, I give him credit for coming out and saying this. I use hypocrisy to describe the left all the time, though. Him coming out now troubles me because of his history of division and not trying to be a unifier. To me, that sounds like a unifier mm -hmm. to bring people together. Um, I think that the left, liberalism basically gives people innocence. If you're a liberal then you have innocence and you can't be a racist. But if you're a conservative, well then you can be a racist. And so what the liberals do is, is they play to this whole idea of innocence and that goes to the whole culture war of, of the woke mentality and, and everybody is against you and the victimization. You know, liberalism plays the victimization. That, they, that is their whole motto. So I wish he did this before he basically founded the woke culture. Mm. And he comes out now, I guess, better late than never. Yeah. I wish it was earlier. Yeah. Aaron. You know, what you see from him is that politics has kind of turned on him. In 2018, the people he campaigned for lost. You see the 2020 candidates, they're looking at him like the things he did were not liberal enough, were not far left enough. So maybe he's looking at it like he's now reflecting from a non-political standpoint and really looking at it from maybe a father standpoint, looking at his daughter in college and what she's doing and what her classmates are doing and just stepping back from politics and just being real about it. And that's what you want him to do. That's what you would want him to do if, when he was president. And that's what we want future politicians Not to do. Not to mention, look what happened to his daughter in college. I mean, you, you, had, you had conservatives and, and others uh, taking private photos of her and, and going off on that. She's a kid in, in school trying to cancel her, right? Like, because she's Obama's kid. 
um, I'm sure that had an impact on him as well. I think, I, mean, it would, I think it would work better if there was more of an acknowledgement like you're talking about from him about the role that he may have played in building this up. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear him say the right things, when you hear somebody who's made mistakes say the right things, you don't want them to skip over what they did to get us here. And so maybe that might be what you're talking about that so you're sir, maybe for. you can help me because have I become so jaded, and maybe I have, I've been doing this a long time, that is there, there's a part of me that, that I want to give him the credit here. Mm-hmm. But is he doing this because he knows exactly what you said, Jason, that they're losing? And that if he comes out and he says this, that maybe he can diminish this this loss that they are being served up right now by us, that people are starting to wake up to all of this nonsense. And is this just another political game to try to minimize the damage? And this is where we, we might disagree big time, but I am willing to lose this upcoming election if it means people like Obama bringing the left back to reality, into sanity. I like. I, I will. Someone that I that I trusted more than Obama, right? Like well, I, I don't trust that his intentions are pure. Sure. Therefore, I don't know that I'm willing to. Even if put they're everything even on if the they're impure, though, if it gets us back to the place that we need to be, where we can ha- continue to have this political battle, that is a, that is a. It's that bad to me. I the think the destruction the of this going. country. If we lose this election, will be too great. The only place they're going to bring you back to is Disneyland. If you think that's going to happen, I, and I love that you think it could happen. And we need to have that passion and, and hope for the future. But that's not going to happen. Once they win, they're going to do everything they can to divide again. So we've got half glass full, ha- uh, glass half full, glass half empty here. I hate here. to describe that way. Just reality. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mentioned both Obamas were in the news again. So Michelle Obama, of course, was speaking at the same summit, the Obama Foundation Summit. Yay! So glad that they have that. And um, she... Made some interesting comments about sort of playing into what you were discussing, Grant, about, you know, the divide that they created when Obama was in office, the racial divide especially. Here's what uh, Michelle Obama had to say about white people being afraid of black people. But unbeknownst to us, we grew up in the period, as I write, of called white flight. That is families like ours, upstanding families like ours, you know, who were doing everything we were supposed to do and better. Um, As we moved in, uh, white folks moved out because they were afraid of what our families represented. And I always stop there when I talk about this out out in the world because, you know, I want to remind white folks that y'all were running running from us. (laughs) You know, because this family, this family, (laughs) this family with all the values that you read about. Yeah. You were running from us and you still running (laughs) because we're no different than the immigrant families that are moving in the families in Pilsen, the the, the families that are coming from other places to try to do better. But because we can so easily wash over who we really were because of the color of our skin. You know, because of the, the texture of our hair, you know, that's what divides countries. Interesting Ooh. comments from, uh, you know, you go from Obama, who's yeah. trying to give a, a unifying message, and then you go to his wife, who immediately says people moved out of their neighborhood because of their skin color. I would love to know what kind of evidence she has to back that up. Does anyone think that maybe people were moving out of the inner cities, and in Dallas, for instance? Mm-hmm. White people move north into the suburbs. But now there's an interesting phenomenon, and Dallas is a big city, I'm sure it's happening in other cities. 
you know, black people in Dallas are moving out. They're moving south of the city, but they're moving to the suburbs too. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think there is a rush to get to where you, you want better schools, inner city life isn't for you, there's high crime, and people are just leaving. But what she does here is lay this whole idea of white guilt. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to make white people feel guilty about all of this. I don't think the left cares about black people or any other people of color. This whole notion of white guilt and every program designed to prop up minorities is about making white people feel better somehow ab about themselves. And it's not about caring for the people that may need help. Um, and she does that again. So she goes down the road of division and trying to make white people feel bad. Aaron, so, don't don't let us white explain this to you. I know that you guys Please. are scared of me. No, <laughs> yeah, but right. I think it's important to separate the point that she's making and what she's talking about in terms of white flight and the evidence that that did exist at a certain time and from the other point that she's making where she says something like y'all are running from us and things like that those are two still things are. that she yeah those are so she's conflating two things and one of those things where you say yes y'all white people are still running from us that's a divisive statement mm -hmm. but you don't want that to undermine the idea that we still have to look at the way that races move and the way that they might divide and evaluate that in a real way because there is still evidence that even though black people are moving to suburbs, there is division where black people are moving with black people, white people are moving in white neighborhoods. And we do need to look at the reasons for that segregation. Some of it is voluntary. Some of it might be racism one way or the other. Uh, but we don't want to conflate it with the divisive language and saying y'all are running from us and things like that. Well, it's very us versus y'all, right? It's yeah, us so, versus y'all. So she, she undermines her own point, I think, and the goal that you would think that she has in terms of unifying by saying it that way. Yeah, I and, and I've always said it's not us versus y'all. It's all of us versus the the idiot racist who still exist. Mm -hmm. Like they still exist, of course, but it's not y'all. Blanket statements. I are love bad. that we're right. in Texas, so every time Jason is mentioning plural, he just says y'all. Of course, I say y'all, <laughs> but she's always been the radical of the marriage. I've always believed this that she has always been the little far left radical voice in his in Obama's ear, just nudging him that way. I personally, I like, I disagree with a lot Obama did. I like him personally as a man. I think he's a good dad. I think he. I think just as a person, I like him. I don't like him as a politician. Dude, I think this guy tried to destroy America. I, I, and, and a lot of <laughs> really people will agree with you. I, I personally don't. I think he's a, a far leftist who, who has some really bad ideas, but thought he was doing what was right, but it wasn't. That's just how I, I think he's a good dad. So there's two different things. But Michelle Obama is a different story. I think she is the radical that, that kind of pushed him on a lot of these issues. And you hear her talk like this. To this day, even after white people were the ones who put her husband in office, like that's just the bottom line. Like white people in America, along with a lot of black voters and everything else, put Obama in office because America is not an inherently racist nation. It's not. There are racist people who continue to exist and they suck and we should all stand against them and we should not let people like Michelle put us in these camps and make us uh, go at each other's throats. Aaron, last word. It, it's worth saying that some people move with races of their own because that's their comfort zone. So it's not all based on racism. Some of it is, some of it might be based on the way cities zone themselves or the type of housing they put up. But we don't wanna just make a blanket statement about people are doing one thing, this is why they're doing it. Because it's such a more nuanced and complicated issue than you can do in one clip where you just say all white people are doing X, Y, Z, and it just hurts the conversation. Well, it's much, it's much better just to say y'all are running from us. It's much more catchy. It is. Way. We're talking about all it. Y'all. So. Yeah. All y'all. All yeah. All right. Well, I'm disappointed there wasn't any Jerry Springer throwing of chairs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a Next minute. Thing. Yeah. yeah Let's we'll see what I can come up we with. Time. You guys against yeah. each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stories. Yeah. Oh, he looks like he's in good shape. I don't know how. <laughs>
we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com. So I know we talk about this all the time. Um, I'm not sure if all of you have heard, but I actually had the experience of using realestateagentsitrust.com. My husband and I are, we're looking for a new house. Um, and we're trying to move out of the, the black neighborhoods because we don't like black people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You gotta watch the first segment to get that joke, okay? Don't send me hate mail. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be all over. <laughs> so, um, but we're looking to move, you know, the housing market's good, the interest rates are good, and um, it really was exactly as they advertise it to be. We had a real estate agent call us. We sent the, the little form. We sent it after hours. He called us at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock that night, he was calling us because they are working all the time. These are the top people in your area. They are going to get you the best deal for you and your family. So if you are looking to buy or sell, you got to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. It'll take you five minutes to just fill out the little form. You put in your zip code and you have that top real estate agent in your area contact you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. So um, Jeffrey Epstein... I want to hit this really quickly. I just want I just want your thoughts on this because I do like to sometimes stir the pot of the uh, conspiracy theories. We like to do that here at Blaze Media every once in a while. You know, Jeffrey Epstein, that story kind of died. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, it, it, we never really got answers on what exactly happened, how they allowed it to happen. There were weird logs, you know, or missing logs going on. There were some sketchy stories. The guards fell asleep. Very yeah, normal. I mean, Two of them. Very everything normal. everything ended up happening just in line so that this could happen. Now there is a, a famed pathologist, Dr. Michael Baden, who actually was the former chief medical examiner for New York City, who was hired by Epstein's family to observe his autopsy. And he actually says he does not believe that Epstein died by suicide. He said that he has, um, there's evidence that it was not consistent with suicide by hanging, but the official uh, cause of death was suicide by hanging. He thinks it was homicidal strangulation because of the way that his body was marked up and the injuries that he had. I think the, the first thing, real quick, before yeah. we get into anything, we have to point out that the medical examiner's office is saying that they reject these findings. So of course. it's important that we say that. Well, that's why and I said then, he was he was observing the autopsy. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. He's just observing the autopsy. So let's be upfront about that. Um, the I, mean, sec- I was, but thank you. <laughs> the sec- I thought you were. Thank you. <laughs> the second thing is, um, I think the wanting this more investigated because of all the things that you just said is not... Uh, outrageous. It's not beyond reasonable people to say, what the hell happened here, right? Well, it's funny because whenever this actually happened, I felt like that was the one time in probably five years that I heard the left and the right kind of unite and say, okay, guys, there's no way this happened the way they said it did. There's no way. I mean, you think and this is this is going back to review for people who don't remember the story. Jeffrey Epstein, the the millionaire, billionaire, whatever, child molester, that ran with very, very important people. Like you, and you can't overstate that. Very, very important, powerful typically people. very important, powerful people on the left mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. He is now arrested and in jail, and who knows who he's going to flip on? You've got two security guards at the same time fall asleep. You've got two security cameras that don't work right before this happens. You've got his roommate that is removed from his cell. Before he's murdered, cellmate, I guess you can call him a roommate, he's not a college. <laughs> and, and then Jeffrey Epstein dies. 
Now, I said it on this program a long time ago. I think he was murdered. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was suicide. Nothing, you know, if, if it walks and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Yeah. Yeah, I think you honestly have to suspend disbelief a little bit to just believe, oh, it was just a regular suicide. It happened. So many things had to happen in place. You're not being a conspiracy theorist to say, well, unless you give me a better explanation, I would have to assume there's foul play here. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that we can keep up with this. You know, there's so much else going on, so, much, so many distractions. And I think that's why the story kind of died off. Uh, but I hope that the results of these so-called I mean, investigations come out. Like it's possible yeah. he committed suicide, it's but possible. if you put it on a spectrum of what is more likely, it seems like you're, you're kind of leaning. What I mean, when you're talking about, you're talking about people who run the world, right? Right? Like they make the world run. You think they couldn't get a guy killed? Mm. Like, come on. Well, and he, but he also said, just to kind of add to this conversation, um, he said, hanging. So if he hung himself, does not cause the broken bones that Jeffrey Epstein had. Homicide does. He also said that forensic analysts collected DNA from under his fingernails um, to determine whether another person was present and maybe he fought back. He says that the results from the test have not been released, even though that type of test only takes like mere days to complete definitive analysis. So add one more piece of evidence as to something fishy is going on. Right? Right? Why haven't they been released? Who's pulling the string saying don't release I whatever know, DNA was I know how we get else. answers. Tell Call me. Alex Jones. We plant a story. <laughs> no. we, we become anonymous sources for, for the New York Times, and we say we have information tying Trump to it. Then they'll be interested in figuring Don't it out. Don't you remember there was like a picture of Trump yes. with that? Yeah. Like he met him like, oh, yeah. they both run in Palm Beach and they uh-huh. did everything they could do everything. to tie him. Tie him together. Meanwhile, Bill Clinton exactly. and his 39 flights. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, we don't want to talk I about that. I just want to say for the record, I don't think Hillary Clinton had anything to do with it. <laughs> so just for the record, Hillary, wherever you're you are. You're a smart man. You're Barack smart Obama, man. I have not ruled him out yet. <laughs> um, before we go, I, I want to start this story really quickly. We'll probably have to finish it in overtime, but I um, want to get your thoughts on this, the latest trend of drag queen story, story time hour that's going on. It started in the UK. It's now come over to the United States. Uh, the latest one was in Minnesota and there was a drag queen that was wearing a mini skirt who apparently didn't think to wear any underwear. And he, it's a transgender woman, obviously, exposed his crotch to a bunch of um, preschoolers, elementary schoolers, toddlers, infants, um, while reading a story. Grant, how is this happening in this country in 2019? I think for the first time you've left me absolutely speechless. <laughs> Do you see that picture? Mm-hmm. So he obviously knows what he knows. he's doing. Mm-hmm. He 100% knows what he's doing. This so was oops. Who is the administrator oops. or teacher behind this stupid idea that you're going to bring Bozo the Clown in <laughs> to, to read to your kids? The bigger question is where are the fathers and why is somebody not grabbing this douche by the neck right? and throwing him out of the classroom? I can't imagine as a dad if, if I, I mean, first of all, if I was there, he, my son wouldn't be. Anywhere well, right. Near who are the parents this? who are taking their kids Correct. to drag queen story Correct. time? That's the, so I guess that answers the question: Why there's no parents right. grabbing them right. by the neck? Right. They say they want this to be for LGBT equality and to get people. Why would the, how would that help their cause? You know, how does that help people be more accepting of LGBT people when you put that as the example right. in front of children and you dress them up like that and sexualize it like that? I don't see who that helps in terms of their cause. They got what they asked for here. They invited that guy to come in and speak to their kids. They got exactly what any reasonable person would have expected they were going to get. And the more they defend it, the more votes they give to Trump. That's the bottom line. Mm. All right. All great points. We'll be back in a minute. Man, I would vote for Obama if you could.
Before we head into overtime, don't forget you do not want to miss Glenn's special tonight. He's got another chalkboard coming up for you, and it is going to blow your mind. It's called Democracy Does Die in the Darkness. Huh. Funny how that works out. You can save $20 off of a subscription to Blaze TV if you use code GB20OFF. I highly recommend that you go, go to Blaze TV, get a subscription, go back and watch the previous chalkboard that he did, uh, the first one, just so that you can have it all in your mind, uh, remembering exactly what happened, all of the corruption that happened, and then go watch what he has to say. Jason, you're gonna be covering the social media aspect of it? All night long. Mm, are you guys, is there gonna be any alcohol involved? Uh, pizza, I haven't heard about the, the alcohol yet, but there should be. Oh, well I was gonna say I'll come along for the ride, but if there's no <laughs> alcohol, I'm out. <laughs> All right, so you guys, make sure not to miss it. It's 8 Eastern, 7 Central, blazetv.com. Overtime starts next. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. move on. I just wanted to, we were in the middle of talking about the, the drag queen story time hour. A uh, couple things on this. Number one, that the librarian hosting the event reminded the adults that they are role models for children and that, quote, if anyone gets upset, even grown-ups, you can leave. You get flashed by a drag queen, you can get out of there. That's Well, fair. I mean, I love the, the, the sort of subtle, you know, well, I mean, if you're easily offended, you know, by penises and stuff, you can leave. <laughs> it's like, right. yeah, I, I kind of have a little bit of a problem. I didn't think that would be the issue that you'd face at the public library, but right. this is 2019. So. This is where your tax dollars are going. Um, so they, the library's full statement on why they did this, because I think we're all sitting here going, okay, why is this a thing? So this is their explanation. I want to get your thoughts on it. They said, Storytime Together with Drag Performers is a relatively new program in this county library system. Drag performers historically were leaders in the fight for equality, including them in LGBT History Month observances, is meant to both honor the history and provide a welcoming space for families who may not otherwise see themselves reflected in our public places. Partway through this year's schedule, we realized the need for a performer dress code. We followed up right away with each of the performers to ensure that their costumes are appropriate for the audience and activity. I wonder how they felt about being called costumes, right? I mean, they're oh. like hypocrites. That's oh. what they are. Oh, well, we need to be inclusive, everybody. Your costume yeah, over here, right? True. I that's mean, true. come on. That's true. And so here you, here you, you have the proof of what, what really went down. Like, they were kind of upset that the guy was showing his junk to the, to the kids, Right? They were kind of upset yeah. by that, but they can't, they still can't really bring themselves to admit it, that it went just because you, you can't criticize the protected people at all. You can't. You, not even if that's they show the you their genitalia. You're not allowed to say, that's not cool. Well, here, and here's my question. If it was a male who was not dressed up like a woman, would like he not like be arrested? If, if, like he would, if, he he would be in jail. Arrested. You would be a sex offender for the rest yes. of your life. Yeah. I mean, Great point. But, you, but a dude puts on a dress and Indecent all of a sudden... Indecent exposure no longer applies if you're tr if you're in drag, Do I we guess? know what happened to that person after that incident? No, yeah. but apparently the story's on theblaze.com. So if go. we have those results, you should go look at them <laughs> at theblaze.com. Um, no, but I mean, that's, that's a really great point. It's just like... Why is this okay? Why is this guy not? I mean, I'm sure we would have known if he was arrested. Mm. 
I would think you know so. What I mean? But why, why does it have to be young kids that are the the experiment for this? Why do we have to exactly. experiment with them like that? Why why can't it be a more adult situation? These kids have no choice in the matter. They don't have any mm-hmm. idea what they're experiencing. They you probably don't why. even know how to process it. You know it. why? Because they're impressionable. Mm-hmm. And they're sponges for information. Right. And they know that. And if you expose them and you desensitize them to this type of stuff, eventually they will grow up thinking it's normal. We yeah. know we've lost the college and university system to liberals now. We really have lost K through 12 education to, to liberals. And, and I would like to just say for the record, you may surprise you as conservative commentator here, but I've been to drag shows and they can be pretty damn entertaining, right? You, you go to these things, they're, they're freaking funny. But at the library with kids, that's not the place. Whatever for it. you want to do as an adult, do your thing. Mm-hmm. But the the fact I think, and I think they are making a big miscalculation by going after the kids because you're seeing even people who are supportive yeah. of of drag and LGBTQ and all this stuff, seeing them be like, whoa, wait a second, these are children. I would like to hear more from the parents who feel like this is a good thing to get up and take their kids to, and what they feel like their kid is getting out of that. I'm, I'd be curious about that. I think blind liberal zombieism took over here. And parents just blindly took their kids because, oh, this is going to be a healthy experience. We learn about everybody. Well, they learned about everybody and and everybody's junk is what they learned about. Uh, Well, I mean, speaking of indoctrination, you just said you think that liberals have taken over K through 12 as well. Here in Texas, Austin, Austin School District approved a high risk sex ed curriculum. So children in Austin as young as eight, eight years old will now be taught to promote high risk sexual behavior. And um, the district's new curriculum includes role-playing scenarios for children that involve anal and oral sex and features a situation where an underage girl has a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old that she hides from her parents. Have we all gone insane? As a born and raised Texan, I just want to be clear that I, we disown Austin. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. It is not officially a part of Texas. It's its own, you know, communist republic uh and and it can it can stay there but that's not surprising coming out of austin sadly um because talk about losing something to to the far far left um they've completely infested oh my god but i mean this is word. sorry well let me just let me tell you uh, um just a little bit more of what this curriculum includes and then and then i want you to to make your point aaron uh it also teaches about numerous sexual orientations um, children are told that their gender is based on their feelings rather than their biological sex, and they are encouraged to challenge homophobia by attending LGBT pride, pride parades. Lesson plans instruct teachers to use gender-neutral pro- pronouns and avoid using binaries such as mom and dad. Even in Austin, that's surprising to me because, I mean, the the idea of, again, sexualizing children and exposing them to that, and what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to be the result of that? I don't see what the justification is that that's healthy for children at that age to take in all that information because they're not going to be able to use it in a productive or safe way. The parents, as we see with this drag queen story time thing, are clearly not really involved in shaping how their kids are thinking and viewing things. And so I, I just wonder... 10, 20 years from now, what are we going to think about these children who experience this? What, how are they going to be living their lives? Is it going to be in a positive and safe way, or is it going to be in a way that's damaging and destructive to them in the long term? As I a, think it's the latter. As a father, this story frightens me to death because it's so easy to say, okay, well, pull your kid out of that school district and move to another. You know how hard that is yeah. for yeah. some families? I mean, it's hard for my family. I can't uproot and move. And so now you're stuck in this school district 
Would I want to take my kid out of the school district? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not always an option. Yeah. So I'm left thinking, as, as, a, as a single dad who's got a 10-year-old son in school, what is he learning? You hand that kid off to a school district and teachers, and you, and you trust that they're going to be okay. The bottom line is I think the chances are they're probably not going to be okay in most schools across America today. Well, and you've got uh, you've got this happening at a time where you've got a lot of the Democratic presidential candidates saying that they don't want school choice. Right. Like they don't they want to shut down privates. They want to shut down charters. They don't want school choice. And it makes me wonder, is that part of their is this all just some master plan that they know that this indoctrination takes place in the public schools and they don't want to allow you the option of opting out of that? I think in their heads, they're thinking that we have to teach the children the right thing. And these other places are teaching Christian values. That's that's harmful. Like they think of traditional Christian values as dangerous as we think of what they're doing in public schools. So it's like in their heads, they're saving the kids. But in reality, I, I think they're doing a lot more. And I think about it as a parent. What what happens to me if I, as a parent, my child is learning that stuff and I object to that? What are the, what, what happens to me? Do I get reported as a bad parent? Do I get like the situation with the, the child that the mother wants to transition gender-wise? Like, does the custody of my children come into question because I'm teaching them abusive or harmful, you know, Christian values that don't exist? I can tell accept? you what happens. You're ostracized. You end up like me when you're picking up your kid on the playground. You're the only dad standing there, and everybody, everybody's on the other side of the playground from you. Uh, That's what happens. Yeah. I, I see my future in, 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 in you. <laughs> uh, all right, so before we go, a couple new Trump controversies that are going on the Internet because we all love a good Trump controversy so we can point and laugh at all the stupid people who are trolling him for what? I have absolutely no idea. So uh, the first one, we'll hit both of these really quickly. The first one was, of course, there was the pre-Halloween event at the White House. And so Donald Trump and Melania were outside handing candy to little kids who were dressed up. It was very cute. It was very sweet. And um, if we could, could watch, so a minion comes up. It's an inflatable minion. And President Trump jokingly puts the candy bar on his head and And Melania Melania does too. It falls off and Melania tries to give him one, but he walks away and she's like, okay, never mind. Okay. So that's controversy number one. If you can believe that people were upset, people were upset that he put the candy on the boy's head. Right. And he didn't give him candy. (laughs) How stupid are you people? How stupid are you people? Uh, And then the next one, was Jason, I'll let you explain this because you've been on top of this today. Yeah, so Trump tweeted out a photo. Uh, as, you, as you know, the, the, the hero dog, every, America's dog, yeah, who poppers. helped take out uh, Baghdadi, um, he, okay. Trump released a photo of him. So the Daily Wire did a, uh, made a meme, an obviously photoshopped meme of Trump placing a medal around the neck of the dog. And so Trump tweeted that today and said, American hero, tweeted the meme. Which, um, by the way, he was talking about the dog. Talking about the not dog. himself, but just like <laughs> Which, to point that out. Right. It isn't a, he is a Which American is true. Dog. The dog is a hero Thank and he's you. awesome. He's America's dog. <laughs> and predictably, I, and I couldn't believe it. I literally couldn't because I tweeted. I was like. You couldn't? I said, this I should be a real you. thing. I was like, this should be a real thing. He should give the dang, the dang dog a medal. And then I start seeing the blue checks coming out saying, Trump's sharing a doctored photo. He, di- he didn't even take the, the watermark off of it. And I'm thinking to myself, are they freaking serious? It's like, it's not like he tried to pass that off as real. It looks as photoshopped as anything I've ever seen. I think he knows whether he did it or not. And so you, right? see, <laughs> and so you see this Huffington Post writer say, fine, 
just the president of the United States disseminating a doctored image created by a, a right-wing propaganda site. I mean, they uh. will get outraged over anything. This proves it. I uh, Maybe I am too uh, idealistic. I thought there were some things that were above this fake, phony outrage, but there really isn't. It could be anything. So you're okay with the president disseminating pro-dog propaganda? Yes. You know, you know, yes. 100%. <laughs> you know, th these controversies, these aren't as funny as the one where he stole pancakes. That was my favorite Oh, one. that's my favorite you one. You could say you know. it was a dog turd photo. Get it? Doctor. Oh, wow. Instead of doctor. Oh, See? it uh, took me a second. <laughs> yeah, thank you. He got dad jokes for <laughs> days. Can I say something on this, on the, on the dog story? And this dog is clearly a hero. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say to the members of Delta Force that went in there, 100%. God bless every single one of you, and you deserve just as much, if not more, credit than the dog is getting. Right. And, and really, everybody's focused on this dog. There were men who went in there and Correct. put their yes. lives on yes. the line to take out that and evil God, man. And God help anybody who finds himself on the wrong side of those men. I'll tell you what. Yes, horrible. but I think, uh, you know, just as important to point out is that these journos, as Jason called them earlier off air, um, they can't take a moment to just be happy for America, to be happy for an American success, you know, to be happy for a successful operation. Mm -hmm. They instead want to find whatever they can to paint Donald Trump in a negative light. And yeah, now the big problem is what so he didn't sad. let members of Congress know about the mission beforehand. Right. So it's not enough to have a successful mission. Everybody had to know. Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. His response was great, though. Great. His response was, you keep leaking stuff. Right. Why so I'm not going to give you a heads up. Right? Yeah. Why would I tell you? Um, which is also a great uh, response whenever they ask why his Ukraine conversation was on the, the server that it wasn't typically on. He's like, because you guys always leak everything that I say. And in his administration, there were people in his, administ in his own administration who so have been leaking leaks. and leaking and leaking. So it's not. I wouldn't trust yeah. anyone either if I was Donald Trump. Uh, all right, yesterday's poll will Speaker Pelosi's resolution to formalize the impeachment inquiry succeed on Thursday, which is today? Have, was that, has that happened yet? Today? At the time of this taping? Today is Wednesday. Oh. On Thursday, <laughs> it's Wednesday. All day, Sarah. All day, it's Wednesday. Oh, man, that's a okay. Do you ever do that where you think you're a day ahead yeah. and then you learn Tomorrow's that you're not, not Friday, and you're like, I'm sorry. Oh, that's yeah. really this depressing. is the first poll I've seen from you guys that isn't rigged in, in like is <laughs> it where you know the answer already. You know, uh, this could go either way. Yeah, seventy three percent said no. Her resolution to formalize the impeachment inquiry will not succeed. 27% said yes. Lindsey Graham already came out and said not. You, there's no Republican that's going to vote for it in the Senate if it reaches the Senate. <coughs> so, I mean, let's, can we just get on with it? The, the House is going to pass it. Mm -hmm. Senate's not going to do anything with I it. It's going to end. Can we just be done with it? Already? It's a the waste Senate of time. I, no, actually, I want the Senate to because that's when the facts actually come out. Right. Like that's when the trial takes place and everyone can finally learn uh, there's nothing there and shut the hell up about it. But will they, though? Will they really look, know? Look. I mean, they won't. If this doesn't go through, they're just going to blame Republicans for stonewalling it. Look and what happened to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton gets impeached. It goes to a Senate trial. He's acquitted and his approval rating goes to 74 percent mm -hmm. and he wins overwhelmingly his reelection. Yeah. They do that. Donald Trump is the same story. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it helps Democrats at all. Yeah. Today's poll, do you agree with Rashida Tlaib that second and third graders sh oh, this <laughs> should be making about. decisions about <laughs> climate change? I know. That's why I laughed. Oh, huh. I didn't even know that she said that. 
second and third graders should be making decisions about climate change. Why make, stop at second and course, third grade? Why they, not they kindergarten? If they Why can not make toddlers? Decisions about their gender and their hormones and all that, then of course they should be able to make big decisions about the climate as well. How do you make decisions about right climate change? It doesn't exist. Well, you, you just you dream it into existence. <laughs> I think if, you, if your heart is pure enough, <laughs> it changes the world. I think second and third graders could be just as accurate in predicting this and making claims about it as anybody else. So as why not? Let them go. Right? Let them go for it. They might get it right. I don't know. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, let us know what you think. Okay. If like, what is the what should be the the margin of error here before I get pissed off? I don't. I, this should be ninety nine percent of you saying. No, I do not agree that second and third graders. <laughs> well, should what was be. the result? Did we, did you have them? No, no it's the today's one. poll. Oh, oh, this is today's poll. So, I think any more than one percent of the trolls, I think, is, is an outrage. Because I know yeah. there's a couple of you who always try yeah. to troll me because you take Stu's advice. But I mean, really, can we just not make a statement with this one? Do you really need to troll me? You want a hundred percent? I want a hundred percent. Then again, you don't know. I like, want a hundred. It might get retweeted to like the Huffington Post, and they might I know. really agree. So you never it's know. True. It's so. true. Well, make sure to vote in our highly scientific poll. You yeah, can go to the Blaze's Twitter. <laughs> that is at the Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Thank you. We'll thank see you. you tomorrow, which is apparently Thursday. Thursday. Just learned that today. We're not done yet. That's a shame. I was ready for the weekend already. I know, I've got a long night tonight. It's not terrible. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.